0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Roundtable. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Joining me today is Nate Komp. We're going to talk about Indiana's, uh, I I don't know how to describe it, wild, uh, two-faced, 35-22 win over the Idaho Vandals in a first half that had everybody questioning the future of this program uh, and where they go should they have lost. Uh, Indiana trailed 10-0 at half, then reeled off 29 straight points in the uh, you know, between this third and fourth quarters uh, to, to come away with 35-22 uh, win. Nate, what were your initial thoughts uh, from, from yesterday?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it was 100% the tale of two halves. I feel like in that first half, we might have seen the worst half in the Tom Allen era of just dumb mistakes, bad play in the red zone, just a completely different football team than what we had seen in Illinois. And then... Came out in the third quarter and arguably had one of the best quarters we've ever had in the Tom Allen era of rattling off 29 points and kind of making it look easy. So I am optimistic from, I guess, what I saw in the third quarter, but I also I can't just sit here and forget what I saw in the first half because I know that is still possible. We we could still see that that team play in uh, further games this season.
0: Yeah, it, it was uh, – the first half was – I've been watching IU for about 20 years. Probably the worst first half I've seen. Um, yeah. That's not including, like, games in 2011 where they went up to Michigan State and got housed, but it was just, like, the worst. You, you started off with a penalty on Tim Weaver that kind of killed that drive. Shivers runs for 12 yards on on second down, and it just stalled out the drive. Um, you know you get a good punt, the defense holds uh and you know um you get good field position to to start the first two drives, and you come away with no points. Charles Campbell missed a field goal now, while it was super rainy, it wasn't that windy on the field last night um and those so
1: are, those are too close to be missed too those, yeah, those was yeah it was practically
0: yeah twenty eight yards and thirty two yards. Uh, where the now the second missed field goal got wiped out on a defensive holding, which is hard to do on a field goal attempt yeah and it but, I, it
1: was not a holding I, there was nothing there, but yeah but so, we'll well,
0: b- b- ball don't ball don't lie, as <laughs> Rashid Wallace says exactly. um, you know it, it was Campbell was so good last year at the beginning of the year, went seven for seven, I believe he ended the year at like six of his last eleven. Uh, so you kind of get concerned. Is he gonna be consistent enough? because uh, you need him to hit those those field goals. if I think if he hits one or both, it's a totally different story in the first quarter. Um, sitting in the radio booth with with don and and Rhett Lewis, you know, you start talking about during commercial breaks the the recipe of an upset. and yesterday we saw so many upsets. Uh, in college football, including Washington state who Idaho t- was going in for a game tying touchdown, uh, in the last minute last week, uh, up at their place knockoff Wisconsin and Madison, but it was you, you the defense played okay, but you gave up 10 points and the offense couldn't get anything going and you had chances to score early. You gave them a sense of confidence, um, that's a much better Idaho team than we saw last year. For uh, sure. you know, the, their wide receivers are, are pretty good. That quarterback, who's a freshman, he's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the transfer portal the next year or two to, to hop up a level yeah, um, and things like that. Uh, he accounted for three touchdowns, you know, IU they just never got started on offense. They, you know, Connor Basilak looked off, um, whether it was throwing a wet ball, which you, you got to prepare for. Uh, and Tom Allen said they did, they did the wet ball drills, but you know, he couldn't get it going. You uh, had receivers drop balls. Uh, and then anytime you got a big run, uh, you know, Josh Henderson fumbles right around midfield uh, you know, that takes dri- a drive away. And then, you know, once we finally saw Jalen Lucas touch the ball on that kickoff, you get a good kick return and you're driving down right before the end of the first half. And if you put points on the board there, um, you know, you're feeling okay. Not great still, but you're feeling okay. You know, it was, we we got points on the board, but Connor Basilak overthrows his guy uh, by several yards. Yeah. And had, and, had Camper uh, wide open. Yeah. <laughs> wide open. And he had two other, I think he had two other guys wide open on that, that play too. Yep. It's an interception. Idaho kneels it out, and you have all the momentum, and they get the ball back at halftime. Uh, but whatever Tom Allen said in the locker room and whatever adjustments they made worked. Uh, yeah, they I would, came I would out. have
1: loved to be in, be in that locker room.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if he finally dropped an F-bomb. I, yeah. I doubt it. But if uh, if you are going to do it, that's the time to do it. But
1: Yeah, I saw that they posted the then sing the fight song at the end of the game of we won. And it was just a very melancholy singing, singing of it, I guess. So I, I would, I was interested to see like, okay, if that's what the post-game celebration looked like, what did the halftime locker room look like? Cause it had to be very different than what we've seen from Tom Allen before.
0: Yeah, it was a, a muted celebration in the locker room. I, Allen came out. In a press conference, it was almost like they lost the game, his attitude. Now, he had lost his voice earlier in the week, um, trying to get his team. You know, you're coming off a big emotional win against Illinois. Um, you, you come into this game, the game gets delayed by by 30 minutes. Uh, that might play a factor into adrenaline and getting the juices flowing and things like that. But, you know, it, it's a game that IU should win. They yeah. were, you know, they were favored by, I think, 24 and a half points. So, you know, naturally there's going to be a letdown, but it shouldn't have been like that. And no, when, you're, I, when
1: you're the better team, it can't be that big of a letdown. At some point, you've got to have a bread and butter that you can go back to or I don't know, something We we felt felt like the offense spent at least the entire first quarter in Idaho territory and still ended with no points. Oh, yeah, goals, I, jo- penalties, I, I, like...
0: I joked around with, with Rhett Lewis. We were doing, uh, you know, starting field position and, and there was an error on the stats it Said I starting field position was at the opponents too. And we kind of looked at each other and laughed to go, you know what? It, it kind <laughs> of feels that way. Yeah, it
1: f- feels accurate.
0: Um, <laughs> it kind of felt that way. So, you know, but IU turned it on the second half uh, and really got the run game going. I thought the offensive line played better. Um, but Idaho's front uh, didn't have a player over 260 pounds uh, and things like that, but they opened the holes. This is, Indiana didn't run the ball like this against Idaho last year, no. um, and the offense didn't look nearly as good as the second-half offense last year in this game, uh, So, but it was good to see Sean Shivers and Josh Henderson get going. It was great to see Jalen Lucas get the ball, uh, on, A, on the kick return, um, and then B at the end of the game. And I love the fact that they put in all those young linemen like Vinnie Fia Cable, Bray Lynch, were all in on that, you know, game winning drive. Now they ended up kneeling it out. I wish they would have scored a touchdown. Idaho took those three timeouts when the game was over yeah. um, and things like that. You know, you punch it in, you, you go up 42, 22. It looks a lot better. Plus, you get those guys, you know, time to celebrate in, in the end zone and, and things like that. But it was good to see that. Um, and, and Connor Basilak had a, had a really good second half. When you know we were all texting, do do you bring Tuttle in? Do you run the option with Dexter Williams? Do you run the option with Donovan McCauley? Uh We yeah. saw him. We saw him in the red zone and uh, at quarterback, run it in on a draw. And I think that's that might be you know, one of your red zone packages, he's, we talked to him post game. He's every bit of six foot four. Like he makes me, I'm six one. He makes me feel like a short dude. <laughs> um, But you know, if you split him out wide and, and then move him to quarterback, it's a matchup nightmare. We talked about this all post, you know, preseason things like that. But the most important thing is IU comes out with a the win. They start two and O um and it's now you have a chance to go 3 and 0 against Western Kentucky who you know a lot of the indie media has given them a pass Western Kentucky really struggled with Austin P in the opener and then they went out to Hawaii and beat a terrible Hawaii team um yep so we'll see it, it, it's been a that's a game that's been close in the past and it's you know kind of a local kind of local kind, you know kind of a rivalry uh but you know that that's a game IU again should be better than Western Kentucky and, and should come away uh, with the win there. Let's go to uh, offensive defensive MVPs. Who was your offensive MVP yesterday, Nate? Uh, I, th- I
1: think I think I'm gonna have to go with Shivers. I we he did have the game winning touchdown against Illinois, so we saw that he kind of had a highlight there. But he he definitely was not productive in that first game. The, we had no run game at all. So I I think switching over to this week being able to assert our dominance in a run game uh we had we out gained Idaho in rushing yards but didn't in passing yards which is odd co- compared to what we saw in uh week 1. So I think just being able to establish that he's he's a bowling ball like he he does not go down easily. He's going to lay hits just like Alan had talked about all offseason. So I think it was good to get him established show that Okay, we we can have a little bit more of a balanced attack. We don't have to go to the the air raid almost that we were seeing in week one. So, I'm gonna go with Shivers as my offensive MVP.
0: Yeah, I would go that as well. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, a different. I'm gonna go DJ Matthews because once they started getting him involved in the passing game, and I'm sure Idaho DJ Matthews burned them last year, and they know how good he is. Yeah, um, I'm sure the game plan was to not let him beat him. Now he didn't have. You know, a uh, 100 yards receiving. Um, but he did have three receptions for 51 yards and a, and a touchdown. And that I think th- he had that one handed catch uh, down by think, the goal. I think that line. very
1: first reception he had, too, just the, the laying out, diving on that out route that we had, the, the yep. offense at that point really hadn't shown much. So the fact that, I mean, we had a couple of runs before that, but passing game at least had not shown much. So kind of opening it up of, okay, Vasilak, you don't, You don't have to be perfectly accurate, but just throw a catchable ball, let your guys go out and make some plays. And Matthews was able to do that. And it seemed like ever since that, the offense was like, okay, we can do this.
0: Yeah, it kind of settled them down. uh, Yeah, that that catch. And then a few plays later, he had the one handed catch that got him down inside the the five. Um, I thought A.J. Barner played pretty well as well. Let's yep. go to the defensive side of the ball. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to have the same defensive MVP. It's got to be Desam McCullough.
1: Yep. Uh, it he, has to be.
0: It has to be. He was, I mean, he's still 18 years old, so you can't call him a man among boys. But but he looks like it. Like <laughs> Yes, he does. Uh, he's, he a, had, he's
1: a five-star amongst three stars. So yeah. I don't know if we can say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he had two sacks, two tackles for loss five total tackles, um, and he was just in – he's just so incredibly fast, and they use him all over the field. Uh, you know, he's big enough to play defensive end. He's fast enough to play linebacker. Um, I think they – I don't know what the position they call him. I, I heard Don and, and Red call it the wolf position, where he just go out there and make plays, and that's what he did. And there was yes. one sack where he just grabbed – the. The quarterback by the the shirt collar and just dragged him down. yep, and that's a play that you know that that's that's what Star Power does. Um that's what you wish when when Darius Latham came in, you, you know, he would have plays like that, but man, he he was unbelievable last night. Hopefully he did come off limping there at the end of the game. So hopefully it's nothing serious, but after he limped off the field, he never came back in, which the game was in hand at that point, and, and you don't want to push it. Yeah,
1: and uh, they were talking about this on on the broadcast last night, but uh, we we talked about how the athleticism, the talent really stands out, but something that like 18-year-olds don't typically have that I feel like he does is he is just so fundamental. Like there were multiple times where he could have – over-pursued, gotten out of his gap, gone, and like you said, just go make a play in that Wolf position. He he instinctively knows, like, no, that this running back could cut back. And there were a couple times they, they did, and he was there. So it's just having that that maturity, I guess, at 18 is just much different than what we've seen from from anyone on this defense that young.
0: Yeah, and, you know, some other guys that played well, Aaron Casey played well. Cam Jones had seven tackles, but didn't play late in the game, uh, which is good. Rest Cam Jones as much as you can while you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, especially you him, coming so. off uh, an ankle injury that looked really bad against Illinois. Uh, and luckily he was playing, um, you know, you, you a penalty wiped out Tylen Mullins' interception but he while he doesn't fill up the stat sheet with tackles cuz they don't throw their way yeah they just they don't go t-
1: towards him like yeah,
0: every time they threw his direction he was all over that receiver yep. um it was good to see young guys like Christopher Keys get in um you know you get you got out of the game healthy which i think is the biggest key outside of the win yep um,
1: agreed yeah and, i thought and about that right like as that. And it ended i nice. I don't think we had anyone really go down. So
0: I don't think, yeah, there was no, there were on either side. I don't think there was any injury timeouts, which made it nice. It wasn't a a four hour game uh, like the Illinois game, but you know, it it, you you could, you you don't want to forget about the first half. And I think, you know, that's one where you, you say, thank, thank goodness IU won. But you, now you could start, quote, hey, if we're not prepared and we're not ready to go. Yeah, this is this what is we look what, like. This is what happens. Yep. Um, and, and they responded, which which is good, because last year when this happened, they didn't respond. No, you they, end up, they you know, just, with the. I don't know, hang their heads. Yeah. You, you know, especially I go back to the Purdue game where I think it was Jalen Williams had the pick six and it got wiped out for pass interference. Yep. And then the, the wheels fell off. And that kind of reminded me of the Tywin-Mullen interception that got wiped out on a – I guess it was pass interference. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just
1: a weird call. But
0: Yeah, it looked like an incidental contact. But if IU was on offense, we'd want that pass interference call as well. Okay. Uh, but, you know, that was a play last year where IU kind of you, – you said it, hangs their heads and says, uh-oh, here we go again. But instead of losing 44-7 – IU came back and won 35-22. Um, I thought outside of Charles Campbell, special teams played all right. Uh, James Evans. Had, Evans has
1: looked a lot better. Uh, yeah, he, he, was, did he was definitely out-kick shaky his coverage. last year.
0: Yes. Uh, that one time, but the coverage unit's got to get down there and, and cover the punt. Um, yeah. It was kind of a low-line drive, but it went 52 yards. Needs more hang time. But he two, two punts, two 52-yard punts. Yeah, and He he was
1: having he had a case of the shanks a couple of times last year, and we haven't really seen that out of him this year. So that, that's been yep. much improved.
0: And then kick return. You finally got uh, Jalen Lucas the ball, uh, which which is great. And uh, we'll, we'll go to Alex here who's joining us.
2: Hey, good morning. How's it good, going? Well, good afternoon here in the Eastern time zone. Hey, central time zone supremacy. It's still morning here. So, um, yeah, uh, I'll just, you know, I'm sure I'm going to repeat everything you guys already talked about. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing for me last night, uh, one second half, good first half atrocious. We'll flush the first half. Um, and I think they came out pretty healthy, which is, you know, something we talked about all week. Um, you know, they had to leave the starters in longer than we would have liked that last touchdown drive for Idaho. There were, you know, I think we saw like Holt was in there. Chris keys was in there. Holt played a lot last night. He was was in in the
0: first half too.
2: Yeah. That was very interesting. Um, so good for him. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest key for me of what worked is they are healthy. So, um, and they won and they won and they won. Um, yeah, twenty nine straight was good. Um, but yeah, came out healthy. Desai McCullough is a dude. I think that's confirmed. Sammy, I don't know if you know. That's got to be the first multi sack game for a Hoosier in a while. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I would even like maybe back to like Nick Mangieri. Honestly, like um,
0: it's, it's it's gonna su- probably surprise you at who who. Was the last one, but I'll, I'll bring it up here in a second.
2: Micah, probably. I don't know, um, but yeah, I feel like it's been a while. But um, but especially for a true freshman, pretty pretty great game by him. Um, not even just rushing the passer; he had you know uh, he was kind of all, all over the place. So um, that was that was good. Um, I thought Bays looked way better in the second half. It couldn't
0: um, look worse in the first half.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely some high throws in the first half. I think a lot of it was due to the rain. Um, you know, I don't want to make excuses, but it, it was, it was brutal. Um, so especially just kind of rolling out there and running, you know, the normal playbook, it looked like um, a lot of those timing and read throws were, were tough um, especially in those conditions. So um, o line was really good. I thought Zach Carpenter played a really, really good game at center. Um, I thought Kadik looked pretty good. Um, first couple drives, the O line was was tough, um, but again, I think a lot of it was you know the wet turf and just settling into the game. Um, but second half, I thought the O line was really good. So um, last
0: Hoosier with two two plus sacks, Bryant Fitzgerald and Micah McFadden at Maryland last year
2: interesting
1: would not have put fits in there but
2: yeah i uh i'm approaching i'm worried about fits playing free safety territory um or strong safety i guess um i just i don't know if he can cover on the back end to make me confident in the big 10 um i think we'll find out a lot the next two weeks but say you know you can say the ball is uncatchable that was like the comically worst throw I've ever seen on that trick play in the first oh, half. it, it, it was, the ball went straight up in the air we all thought it was tipped yeah no, the, the commentator said over. they were
1: playing he, 500 yeah, just he to
2: get <laughs> it over yeah had to get it over cam's uh, cam Jones's arms um, <laughs> but I mean under throw or not Fitz totally panicked and like you know tackled the dude um, but incidental content yeah but I mean shouldn't be panicking he was in perfect position and you yep. uh, so i don't know so that that was one thing I'm, I'm still worried about that i'm still worried about the tackling through two weeks um again i know last night it was tough guys were just bouncing off each other with the you know conditions but um a lot of missed tackles Jalen williams missed a bunch um i thought monster looked okay i'm still waiting on monster to you know blow stuff up um I'm not sure he's fully healthy. doesn't look like it. It definitely I, doesn't look like it.
1: I don't know. I feel like we haven't seen the same, same monster. And I, the I'm only, sorry, only reason I can bring that up, or I can only, yeah, I guess bring that up is I guess he's not fully healthy. I don't know. That, that missed tackle at the very end that gave up the whatever 70 plus yard touchdown. Yeah. That, that was tough. And it was, it was all
0: on him. That was, yeah. That was, took yeah, a bad yeah.
2: angle. Yeah. yeah. And then it was, I think Wiley Neely was the, was the corner over there by himself so he got blocked by the receiver so yeah that was that was a tough one um and i get you know alan talked about it and and i think we've talked about it but their their biggest emphasis of the fall i would say was get the offense rolling and then stay healthy so i doubt the practices were very physical if at all um so that's why obviously some rust with the tackling because you don't want your guys tackling each other um but, yeah, I don't know. So, I would say what I didn't like, um, tackling for sure. Um, I thought the play calling in the first half was a redacted word. Um, it was, you know, I don't know. I, I thought they did not do a good job of trying to settle Bays in in the first half. Um you know, that, that drive on the goal line where they got stuffed, you know, that fade to McCully is probably the worst throw. I think that was his worst throw of the night, even worse than his pick.
0: Um, yeah, all you have to do, McCully's like 6'5". All you have to do is throw it high. Yeah, throw yeah. it to
2: the
1: back
0: five. It looked like...
1: it's the it, back of the end zone. He threw he threw yeah. a fade to, like, the front of the end zone, which It is... looked
0: like... He <laughs> all you it had to do was throw it, like, right. the, the Idaho running back
2: that one time yeah. and you yeah. were good. Yeah. Just a moon ball. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i don't know bays that one he looked like he thought it was a front pylon fade and mccully thought it was a back pylon i don't know but um that was that was his worst throw of the night um second half he was good dj matthews you know nice to have him back i mean if there's any questions if he's you know a game changer or healthy um i think he's answered those through two weeks um for sure you know i uh i just i'm almost getting to the point where he's too important to the offense or I don't want him returning punts anymore. Um,
0: who, who do you put the back there then? Jalen Lucas
2: I, fair catch it. Like honestly, um, Ty
0: fry Fogle fair catch.
2: Yeah. Seriously. Like, um, I just, he's get it's getting to that point again where he's, you know, the middle of the field and stretch the field guy. Um, you know, where it makes me a little nervous. He had a diving catch on the sideline and a one hander last night and then the touchdown, um, So yeah, I don't. It's he's almost to the most important player on offense status. Um, So that was another thing I like. Good to see AJ Barner. Did they end up throwing a flag on that touchdown that Barner caught for too many men on the field or offsides because they thought it was a free play? So he kind of just lobbed it. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: I don't feel like they did. Right. I don't think they called the offsides.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, one of the ends was, I think the end of opposite Parker Hanna jumped, so they, I mean, they definitely thought they had a free play, because he just like literally... Yeah, we, we played it, it as a free play, play, but I'm, you're
1: right, I'm not sure they actually called it as a free play.
2: Yeah, and then, you know, but it was good, we got to bust out the uh, throw the ball to AJ Barner fan club t-shirt picture last night, so it was Yes,
1: yeah, I, saw, I saw a couple, couple people asking for membership, so... Yeah,
2: they're, they're going to be approved. Um, okay they're going to be approved immediately for membership. Um, I'm excited. Our next meeting is Saturday at noon. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, week two of this club, I think we're really going to really going to find our footing. Um, it's going to be outstanding, but yeah. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: yeah. So good to see Barner. Um, what did they end up yards per carry wise? I think it's seven.
0: Um
1: uh 6.6 6, i think
0: yeah 6.6 6. yeah i mean that's and you know, that that includes uh, sack yards that it, well you didn't get sacked that includes
2: the uh kneel at the All end right. of
1: the game yeah yeah basil x minus four
2: nice um yeah i mean it was good i thought josh henderson looked nice that was a nice you know uh, I thought the adjustments on offense too. You have struggled in
0: the red zone, and this is something we haven't seen. We hadn't seen last year. You put Donovan McCauley in as a wildcat quarterback, and you run a draw with him, which they did last year with him at late in the season. Um, we've talked about this a ton. He's a guy in the red zone. He's six five. You could put him out at receiver. Yeah, people have to account for him to come play quarterback. Um, you know. Do you, do you have to cover Connor Bazilek in the passing game?
2: Probably not. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to put someone down there. Like, yep, you can't just go I mean, catch it. Like,
1: yeah, Macaulay, especially if it's McColey throwing. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's not like I don't know a wide receiver or a running back throwing that you have, you feel sure. like you can make up the territory.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I really that was encouraging because it it showed that they're they're making adjustments. They're looking at the same stuff as as we are. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to talk about the, the psyche of this program, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, at, at halftime, uh, it was a nervous press box. Everybody was talking about, you, you can't, you can't lose this game. This is the, you got 30 minutes yeah. to save your season. Yeah. Uh, we had that in our text thread too. I got several tweets last night um, from, from people asking about Allen's buyout and all that stuff. And it's, I'm kind of getting tired of the outrage. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's misplaced. If you're going to be outraged, why are you outraged about LEO and not about a lack of funding for an indoor facility or the lack of NIL money and things like that? Um, you know, half this fan base, you know, you have a handful of fans who want IU to go down to the Mac because they think they'll win which is not true because if you go down to the MAC you're not going to pull the talent out of Florida like they're doing now um and, and things like I'm just I'm tired of blaming Leo for everything and I'm tired of it's Allen's fault it, it no look at look at the program you have an indoor yeah. facility that is not exactly crumbling but it's not something that you know, you're putting on the front of the brochure for Indiana football. right? Um, And then you have NIL money is going to be a big deal. And there are no football specific NIL, you know, things. Hoosier for good has done some good stuff, but it was for six players. Um, I'm not saying that people need to, IU needs to, uh, IU football needs to have a fan fest, like basketball, um, and things like that, but can we get jerseys can we get you know you're looking at the the campus ink deal i have not seen Mm -hmm. anything outside of noah pierre i have not seen any of those guys come up with stuff and it's game you're almost a quarter way through the season so if you want to be outraged be outraged about that don't be outraged about leo about cashless payments at the stadium um you know and and things like that be outraged that you don't have jerseys you can't buy a, a sean shivers t-shirt um you can't buy a Desam mccullough t-shirt and you know your indoor facility
2: looks like a hangar at the old laguardia airport <laughs> yeah i mean i i think it's a fine line right i think um i i want people to be mad um misplaced. Yes, I agree. But if people aren't mad, you know, the complacency is what's going to kill us. So yeah, I'd rather them be oh, mad you're... than not care. If yeah, if people are like, Oh, whatever, you know, same old, same old, that's garbage. Um, we don't need that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the specifically like that Indiana NIL store it drives me nuts, because they've been tweeting, you know, how many players they've signed for the last two months, and it keep, you know, they use the same tweet, like, stay tuned for special, you know, whatever coming soon probably would have been a good time to start selling stuff, you know, when class starts and the season started for all the different teams. But, you know, what do I know? Yeah. Um, Like Barstool Sports yesterday was tweeting when some of their athletes made touchdown or you know, big plays or scored touchdowns. They were tweeting out their like funny shirts partnered with the players and literally said 80% of this shirt goes to the player. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't get it. We saw yesterday, Fanatics has you know player name jerseys now for some of the bigger programs. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. I wasn't expecting us to be included in the you know first round of of teams, but you know, if Penn State can sell their backup quarterbacks jersey on Fanatics, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't but, get
0: how you have. You know,
2: look, you have home field and it. You have a
0: lot of t-shirt companies. It's not just fanatics and stuff yeah. like that. You just signed a new deal with legends. The, it, it was such a no brainer that NIL was coming. How do you not say, Hey, when this starts, we're, we're just doing jerseys. We're doing jerseys. Here's a, a blanket deal for, for the team uh, and, and things like yeah. that. Or,
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I agree, Um, but at the, you know, who's going to, who's buying them, you know, like we all, you know, I feel like it'd be
1: a way to hook freshmen early of like, you just got on campus, you've got two night home games to start your like career at IU and you have, you haven't, you know, you don't have anything to wear. So you go to Kirkwood and you just get what's at the varsity shop or whatever. You, you don't get that personalized stuff because it's not
0: available you can't buy what's not for sale yeah i mean when i I, when i was a alex when i was a freshman they had jerseys for basketball like different numbers like everybody's different numbers on there but they didn't have the names on the back but you knew that you were buying a dj white t-shirt or uh an aj ratliff t-shirt
2: yeah 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 i mean it would be cool um honestly, you know, the same people that are like, oh, you know, where are all the where's all the merch? Where's all the gear? Those are the people that aren't even going to buy it or go to the games anyway. So those are the people that just love to be insufferable on the Internet, which is a great portion of the population. I mean, there it's a lot of good action. So don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm probably one of them. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I don't care. Indiana's 2-0. Indiana dominated second half last night. Indiana stayed healthy last night. I thought play calling on offense was good in the second half. Like we talked about, I think Walt Bell made like the competent, necessary adjustments. I don't care that it was Idaho. We'd have made zero adjustments at any point during a game last season under Nick Sheridan. So through two weeks, I think Walt Bell's already shown, you know, I'm going to put some feelers out there early. I'm going to see what, you know, what I'm getting from the defense and then I'm going to adjust. So uh, through two weeks I thought you know you know Walt Bell has done has done well so I, I'm pleased with that so far defensively I, I touched on it and you know uh, I'm sure you guys touched on it at the beginning too um, the tackling just real bad um, definitely got to clean that up and then O-line I thought for the most part was good um, no sacks close to seven yards of carry Shivers and Hend- Shivers and Henderson got going in the second half uh, yeah, the offense uh,
0: wasn't working in the first half not because the offensive line couldn't block it was yeah, cuz yeah. you know you had the you, you had Josh Henderson fumbled uh near midfield yeah. um yeah. i mean they did have a uh, what was it a legal procedure or false start penalty on that first drive yeah. which kind of wiped it out and then you had the interception down at the 3 and a missed field goal yeah. um yeah. and then you know you you wish you could stuff it in from the one but yeah maybe you have to go with
2: Donovan McCauley, a quarterback, and, you know, inside the five. Yeah. And then, you know, again, though, that's what I like. They did it the next time they had the chance, you know, Walt Bell said, Hmm, let me plug in my, you know, creative player NCAA guy at quarterback here and, and punch it in. Um, and the other thing I liked about that specific play, leaving Bayslack in allows you to not sub and then put him at quarterback the next, you know, so if you're yep. like, Oh, let's actually run a play with Bays at quarterback again. You don't have to sub. Defense can't sub. Yep. Uh, so I, you know, I'm in favor of the, you know, you know, the crossing guard quarterback just standing out on the hashes in that kind of a play, just standing there. Just, just
0: don't do a Mark Sanchez and get
2: scared if the defense
0: back flinches. I mean, yeah,
2: you gotta. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a classic though. That's a, definitely a classic. But but yeah, um, you know, before we wrap up here. Um, Sammy, what was your – give me one good, one bad, all three phases of the ball. What did you like and not like?
0: So, one bad, one good on uh, – all, so, all three. Okay, uh, bad on special teams is Charles Campbell. Uh, yeah. I, I'm officially concerned about him. Uh, you know, he started the year last year seven for seven. I think he finished six of 11. He finished the year going six for 11. Um, can he recover? he technically missed two field goals last night that were within yeah. 35 yards. Yeah. Um, whatever on the defensive holding. Um, the good on special teams was – I'm going to give James Evans credit yep. and Jalen Lucas. Yeah. Jay, they put him in because they needed a spark. Yeah. And he –
1: he immediately gave it. like yep,
0: immediately gave it, and then we threw the ball first. away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on offense – the good it was the second half. They scored. They, I think, they had five straight touchdown possessions, and then uh, they ran out the clock. That's what you want to do against an inferior opponent. Uh, they ran the ball well. They sprinkled the ball around in um, in the passing game. Uh, the bad was that first half. You cannot have a first half like that the rest of the way because you're going to lose. Um, you, you can't rely on this defense to do everything for you because it's going to end up like last year where they they're just gassed, uh, especially running, um, you know, run running tempo and going three and out and having your defense in the field. 35, 40 minutes a game, which if you're scoring touchdowns at a clip of, you know, five per half, whatever. um, Yeah, but. Yeah, the, the offense 30 in the first half outs, was, though. yeah, you you got to settle guys in and, and get it going. You don't need the 80-yard touchdown pass on the first play. Like you said, Alex, get, you know, run A.J. Barner out there, yeah. do a five-yard five, five yard comeback, and just have him sit there and box people out and toss them up, just play pitch and catch. Because if yep. you could get four or five yards on first down, you're in business.
1: Yeah, completely opens the playbook. You got second and third and manageable. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh defense the the bad uh tackling and takeaways. Uh I thought tackling yeah, some of it's due to due to the weather cuz those dirt jer- man, those jerseys get slick when they oh, yeah. get wet. Um but it was a concern in the first game as well. Uh that needs to be cleaned up especially against Western Kentucky who's going to make you pay if you miss yep. tackles and then you got to take the ball away. Um, they, you, I think they had, uh, I'll count the safety as a takeaway, I guess. Um, but you you wiped out an interception on on a bad play by, um, by Brian Fitzgerald uh, and things like that. But outside of that, it was a lot like last year where there weren't very many opportunities, uh, to, to take the ball away. So that that's my negative on that. The good on defense the Sam McCullough man, like you yeah, said, yeah, he's, yeah. A uh, he's a dude. He's 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 a dude among boys. Um, yeah. So he he was outstanding. Just hope he's he's healthy um, the rest of the way. Yep. And uh, he, he's only going to get better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nay, yep. what about you? Uh,
1: I feel like I'd I'd mostly be repeating myself. I uh, one name we haven't brought up. Of I I feel like JH Tevis has played solid these first two games yeah hasn't really gotten a lot of shine for it but like i wanted to bring him up at the end here just because he's looked solid and we we haven't really had incredible like d tackles in the past so just him being in there he's he's clogged the game like clogged the running lanes he's looked pretty solid so just wanted to you know a last minute shout out to him
2: yeah i'll uh definitely i think james evans also sammy You talked about it as we wrap up here, definitely looking more comfortable. A um, couple of great punts in the rain last night. Um, honestly, the one, I think it was in the second half, like, honestly, out kicked the coverage. Yeah. Uh, like, kicked it past past the gunners, which is yeah. tough. To do with something well,
0: I- it, it was a low line drive. It was a missile. Yeah. It was just yeah. a low line drive. It, in a perfect world, you'd like to get that up a little bit higher, but it, it, he's consistently striking the ball well. Which, yeah. as Nate and I Nate said earlier, did not happen last year.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, and then uh, as we wrap up here, uh, Indiana football after the dust settles here, two and zero, underwhelming first half, strong second half, got the win against Idaho last night, two and zero, pretty healthy. Um, page flips to Western Kentucky now. Western Kentucky definitely took a step back from last year, but you know. It's the first noon kick. It's a step up from Idaho. Um, If you play like you did in the first half against Western Kentucky, you're probably in more trouble um, than you were last night. But uh, quick thoughts from either one of you on the Hilltoppers as we have, you know, we'll have a ton of stuff this week, but dust is settled. And I'm sure the team and the staff is already on to, uh, on to Western Kentucky on Saturday.
1: Yeah. I mean, as we know from Western Kentucky, they're going to throw it around uh zap zap has gone so that's a little bit of a change for him but they're still going to go with the same game plan they're going to air it out all night long so i guess all afternoon long so um our our corners our safeties are going to be tested all day hopefully we look good
0: yeah tackling and then being efficient on offense you cannot leave points on the field um if you have to kick field goals kick field goals but you need touchdowns it can't be like the game last year where Charles Campbell's kicking five field goals and and you're winning yeah. by whatever two, eight, two points, Ooh, yeah. um, and then t- you you got to tackle these guys because uh, they could run. Uh, yeah. A lot of these receivers could run. That offense is is gonna like Nate said, air it out and and try and get their guys in space. And yeah. you're gonna have to, IU's gonna have to tackle much better in space. Hopefully there isn't a lightning delay and a torrential downpour yep. next week, but the game is in Indiana and you know what they say about Indiana weather.
2: Yep. All right. Uh, Sammy, Nate, thanks for uh, having me on here for the, for the back half of it. I uh, appreciate everybody for uh, watching and listening. Um, and then again, we'll have you know all the rest of the recap from the Idaho game last night on who's your huddle.com. And then we'll be sure to have, you know our normal round table previews and everything you'll need to get set for Indiana's Saturday kickoff noon against Western Kentucky looking to go 3 and 0 which would be you know a, a huge start after going 2 and 10 a year ago. So Sammy for <laughs> myself thanks so much for having me on and thanks everybody for watching and listening. Yep, thanks Nate for joining as well.
1: Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube do that. Please do.